here I go. <laughs> and then we can, I mean, we don't have a lot of topics, so that could be part of our conversation. <laughs> Ooh, there's a show intro. How's it going, eh? It's going pretty good. Excellent, excellent. We were just talking about uh, temperature controls and how all of a sudden your air conditioning kicked in. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did. So, yeah, we have a heat pump at our place. It seems like it's misnamed, but uh, it's confusingly named for those people that don't know what that is. But mm-hmm. it is a heat exchanger, basically. So it's like a combo. So you don't have to have a separate air conditioning unit and a separate furnace. It'll do both depending on... You know, just tries to keep it at a particular a particular temperature setting that you want. Mm-hmm. So if it needs to cool, it sucks hot air out of the house and puts cold air into the house. It needs to heat it. It reverses that. Sucks the cold air out and pulls the heat in. Okay. And I, I guess it does have a heating element in it, but it does um, it does both jobs mm-hmm. with one unit. So it's yeah. a little more expensive up front, but it's a lot cheaper over its lifetime. Apparently, it's more right. much more efficient. We find that photo of, of separate uh, units. You find that that uh, ad of Ernest going. The pumping in the summer and a pumping in the winter. You looking tired, Vern? Almost as tired as that old heat pump of yours. Heat pump, schmeat pump. You know that heat pump will wear out pretty quick, Vern? Because it's a pumping in the summer and a pumping in the winter until... Tragically, it pumps its little guts out. So a gas furnace is what you need, Vern? <laughs> I forgot completely all about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ernest did a Havern about, uh, like, because it, it was a series of PSAs, wasn't it? it yeah, it must have been. But he, or was it uh, or was it an ad for an air conditioning company? Laclede Gas Commercial featuring Jim Barney. Ah, uh, uh, gas. Weinberg. Yeah. Heat pump, schmeat pump. That's it. The series of, of commercials there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you got to make money. Capitalizing uh, well, on his uh, <laughs> yeah. surprisingly long-lived success. But uh, he did commercials for various uh, outlets. Small correction. It is long-lived. Uh, I don't say evasion. <laughs> I say avoision. Well, because it's it's <laughs> from... Ladies and gentlemen, Krusty the Clown was arrested today for massive tax fraud. Krusty's years of tax avoision would never have... Ca- avoision. It's a crime. Look it up. Would never have... Ca- evasion. Evasion. I don't say evasion. I say avoision. It's from life. So it's yes, it's lived. Uh huh. All right. You can say avoision if you like. Thank you. So uh, <laughs> let's start the show. What, hey, it's just called it's just called two brothers. Uh, nice. And I'm James. Uh, Marcus. Welcome to the listeners and to you. <laughs> wait, wait. Are there people <laughs> out there who aren't listening? Yes. They're, yes. They they're experiencing the show, and not, but they aren't yeah. listeners. That's right. Uh. You can hear it without listening. Or were you welcoming me? Both. Okay. Every one gonna, and everyone. Are we going to do a kind of sneaky dragon thing where they take turns hosting the show? <laughs> I, <can't, laughs> I hope not. I can't That's tell the difference. <laughs> can't tell the real <laughs> difference. Like, wait, is this your show or my show? <laughs> yeah. Since it's just called Two Brothers, we better uh, we <laughs> should share. Mm-hmm. We'll share. <laughs> yeah. That's what we learned. <laughs> we were very small. <laughs> yes. Um when share. I was asking uh, you earlier um when we wanted to record, I mentioned time for timer yeah uh, that just had popped into my head after many many moons of not ever thinking about time for timer yeah and uh there were a bunch of those uh sort of i guess psas a collection of things and they were all on <laughs> abc 
Yeah. Uh, for like 20 years, they <laughs> ran the exact same animations of, um, well, Schoolhouse Rock is the, of course, the most famous yeah. stuff. And then they did, um, they did the Bod Squad. Oh, yeah, several Bod things squad. in that. That's right. Hi there, time for Timer, your roving reporter. I'm talking to you from inside a fantastic factory, your digestive system. I remember, um, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Nitty Gritty and was it Crunch Mouth? What, what was the thing? Oh, it was Scatman I don't Crothers. That. Scatman Crothers was doing, doing some. Nitty Gritty, Nitty Gritty, it's a snack you can munch. Nitty Gritty, Nitty Gritty. A healthy snack you can crunch. You take a, a bunch of nuts, any kind will do. Throw in a bunch of raisins too. Then invite a bunch of nuts to share with you your nerdy gritty, nerdy gritty. And, uh, but then I was looking up some of the other Bod Squad ones, and I really didn't remember much about them. I, I guess they were they were around, but I didn't remember much. I do remember uh, a lot of the Time for Timers and uh, with a very distinctive uh, animation style, or character styling uh, with his yellow blobness. Hmm. So I hanker for a hunk of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) How many we can put in there. There was an original sort of movie, an animated feature that they did. And that's where timer came from. Was it? Yes. It was inside the body that he was sort of guiding you through the body. Yeah. 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 Between that and just sort of being uh, generally more healthy. Mm -hmm. um, That was his, his role. Which was weird Uh, because he seemed to be just purely made out of fat. (laughs) That's right. Uh, yeah, he's a, like stickly uh, legs and arms, yeah. and just a, a yellow blob, That's right. uh, a sphere almost. Mm-hmm. With a, yeah, it's a, an interesting choice. Yeah. Interesting choice. Hmm. But um, the uh, animation company was—is uh, it Depatty? No, I know? could uh, tell you. Yeah. Anyway, Depatty Freeling. Depatty. Yeah, Depatty Freeling Enterprises. Um, they they were each uh, production and animated animation guys over at uh, Warner Brothers. Cartoon Studios, Frizz Freeling, uh, is a pretty well known yeah. name. And um, in in the sixties, uh, Warner Brothers said, eh, "People are watching TV. We're not going to do any more cartoons for for film mm-hmm. or or in between films." So they disbanded their their cartoon studio, and so DePatty and Freeling formed their own animation studio and took over a lot of uh, not took over, but I mean took. A, a number of guys with them that had been working for Warner Brothers. A lot of the classic animators and uh, and production designers and so forth went right. with them, and even voice actors. So, uh, so anyhow, they did uh, the the time for timer uh, PSAs. What would you call them? Bumpers between Saturday morning cartoons, usually. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they Inter- also interstitials, bumpers. Y- yeah. yeah, yeah. Promos. Um, um, there's another word. Uh, I can't remember it right now. There's there's another term for a type of insert. Mm-hmm. Is it insert? I mean, that's. I, I'm just <laughs> calling it what it is. I, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. Know that, I don't think that's it. <laughs> uh, um, any of you uh, animation specialists can, yeah. <laughs> or or, uh, or television uh, editors can send us an email at bros at it's just called two brothers dot com. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Blake Edwards was doing the Pink Panther mm-hmm. in I think sixty three, sixty four. Sure, maybe it was sixty four. <laughs> I want to say. He asked them to to create a character, even though there was no uh, the Pink Panther was a diamond, mm-hmm. right? But he wanted a character of the Pink Panther, yeah. And um, so they they created it, and he liked it so much, he had them uh, animate the title sequence, which became a whole, you know, uh, almost like a draw to see the movie, yeah. Uh, even though it was only in 
the title and in title in the films, but it was so popular he kept it throughout. And he didn't start out to make a, a series called The Pink Panther. That just was, mm. again, it's a tribute to, I think, to Patty Freeling's character sure. that they created that kept that alive mm. because none of the other films had anything to do with that particular diamond. Speaking of that film, <laughs> a rabbit hole, Peter Ustinov was going to be the original uh, Detective Clouseau, Inspector Clouseau. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, that would have been a very then, different character, I bet. Uh, yes, uh, it, it was. Um, so Peter Ustinov and Ava Gardner was going to be his sort of uh, faithless wife, <laughs> interested in the, in the Phantom. Yeah. And it was supposed to be uh, a David Niven vehicle. Right. But uh, Blake Edwards does a lot of improv. In, uh, when he's filming and so or did wonder, and um, like i don't have the book yet but i wonder if that's a coincidence with the phantom limb and venture brothers look, ooh, looking with david niven as a he's very david niven-ish yes <laughs> is it ish or <laughs> niven-ish? i'd say he's more esque than ish niven-esque yes yeah. yeah that i bet it may have played something they are pretty deep those guys mm. in their character uh, naming and and obvious at the same time on yeah which the character uh which character they're talking about right interesting um yeah but so ava gardner pulled out for whatever reason uh and so then peter ustinov also pulled <laughs> out yeah. uh, I, I don't know maybe he only wanted to work with her i, I really don't know yeah. what the story was behind that but then peter sellers got the what kind of research department are we running here <laughs> the research department of two brothers <laughs> and wikipedia <laughs> flying yeah flying by the seat of their pants <laughs> Peter Sellers got the gig, and he just was, like, stealing the scenes, <laughs> clearly. Uh, and as I say, it was supposed to be initially a, a David Niven vehicle, but it became totally about Inspector Clouseau yeah. with uh, Peter Sellers driving that, uh, creating that whole persona. And then he's the only one that kept on going from throughout the, all, you know, the rest of the films yeah. that he was able to do. And uh, when at one of the, uh, the Oscars ceremonies, David Niven was coming on to... to um, present and they were going to play the pink panther theme music yeah and he asked them specifically not to do that mm -hmm. that wasn't that wasn't one of my films right <laughs> so he was a little little disappointed i think in uh, uh, how that turned out hmm. <laughs> yeah. so, such a bitter salty man <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they the, the streak uh, yes. on his watch Right, that was two for. I wonder if that was the same same year. I don't know, hmm. uh, but that was uh, two for two against him. It was it was mid seventies. Uh, was it? That, yeah, I guess it was later. Yeah, seventy-five yeah. or six, maybe. Mm. Uh, maybe it was earlier, but I thought it was a mid seventies thing streaking, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the time. Mm. So yeah, it wouldn't have got a, got in the sixties. I don't think. So plus the guy didn't the guy have like a sort of Mark Spitz type mustache. I don't <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna cut this part out. Can tell you. <laughs> yeah. So, so oh, so uh, back to the uh, to Patty Freeling Enterprises and their uh, their stuff. So claim to fame, the time for timer stuff, the the uh, the Pink Panther. Mm -hmm. They did the uh, the Doctor Seuss TV the, specials. The Inspector as well. Oh, the Pink Panther uh, movie uh, title sequences that included. 
the character of the Pink Panther yeah. and the Inspector. Yeah. Yes. Who certainly. has uh, just as interesting a theme, in my opinion. Certainly, yeah, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. with the clip. <laughs> I like it too. Um, they did the Dr. Seuss TV specials, and um, and it says they did the original Star Wars lightsaber effects. So yeah. um, when uh, uh, when George Lucas founded ILM right before the original Star Wars uh, came out, uh-huh. um, you know he was in Van Nuys and uh, they were in Burbank. So maybe he right. farmed it out. I mean, he <laughs> he would have had to hire someone. <laughs> Could have been in house, but w- hmm. Wikipedia for De Patty Freeling claims they uh, they yeah. did the original effects so yeah sure. far out there was a lot like obviously they did a lot in house but uh, not all mm-hmm. also shout out to Marsha Lucas right for editing oh the yes. original Star Wars her it's extremely um uncre- uh, <laughs> extremely oh shoot unacknowledged to say? Uh, yeah yeah under <laughs> unacknowledged and uh, probably underappreciated for by, sure uh, fandom yeah uh, because of that. So, yeah, yeah, she uh, she probably saved that film. I would think, but yeah, by the, just... the editing was uh, was a huge part of the uh, of making it a success. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, yeah, yeah, she was really really good, and um, but lots uh, there's plenty of evidence that uh, she sort of pulled it out of the flames uh, more than <sighs> once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her choices, yeah, just uh, just made that film uh, a lot better. Yeah, go through the history, and you'll see. You know, his his directing choices are not. Well, let's say story choices mm. uh, are not all always the best, <laughs> uh, as evidenced by you know, it's another sort of Stephen King phenomenon. The more he has to do with it, the the worse they are. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's more of an idea man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really is. Like, and that's and that shines through. Like, he's really good at that side of it. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I read uh, that long sort of story session with uh, him and Spielberg and oh man I can't remember for uh, Indiana Jones for for sorry for Raiders mm-hmm. for Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, he has great ideas he has lots of good suggestions that mm-hmm. sort of steer things you know uh, down an interesting path yeah but then when he's on his own I think he's clearly um, too self-indulgent uh, he needs an editor like he needs he needs a, a guiding hand yeah, it's, he, <laughs> yeah he needs someone yeah. saying no that's it's not good. We need to do that. How about this instead? Yeah. 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 We know that uh, Alec Guinness thought it was all dribble. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not about all, but uh, a lot of it. Yeah. And, you know, the dialogue and, and so forth. And of course, he wasn't, I mean, he was a, more of a Shakespearean. Uh, how he decided, well, I guess because they probably drove a tr- dump truck full of money up <laughs> to his house, but uh, how he decided to take on that uh, is interesting because of so many unknowns, mm-hmm. you know, in, in right. the film. Yeah. He would have been much less known to American audiences, though. Mm-hmm. Sure. And certainly to us. Like, we were just kids, so... Yeah, yeah. At the time, we were, absolutely. What is this movie about? Aliens <laughs> and monsters and things? What rubbish. Fantastical ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
absurd. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he seemed, according to those who were there, he seemed a bit baffled by all that as it was happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Academy Award. I mean, he's the only one. <laughs> the only Star Wars person with an Academy Award for the, for the Star Wars films. Uh, it, oh, hey, you take that back. I, May I introduce I you to yeah. my friend John Williams? <laughs> actor, though, actor. Oh, oh they won okay. lots of awards, you know, for other things. Yeah. He's the only Star Wars actor. Well, he didn't get an Oscar. He got a nomination. <laughs> he was nominated. Okay. Nobody else was nominated. Mm. He was the only one to get a nomination for his acting in Star Wars. In the, mm. in the, in any Star Wars film, as I recall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, I believe you are correct, sir. Good show. It was. I, I watched it several times. <laughs> a few. <laughs> yeah. We see, we, uh, we talked about this before, right? Saw it seven yeah. times in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And then hundreds of times on video, yeah. Between the two of us, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, if you count listening to nearly the whole soundtrack. Well, we have already uh, done that. Let's not yeah. retread. Oh, <laughs> fine. We'll save it for our uh, 138th episode spectacular. Yeah. Well, we've forgotten everything we've talked about. We're talking about it again. Yeah. Hey, that's where our... Where our I remember. <laughs> that's where our... Um, our interns will come in handy. We'll, mm. we'll, we'll send them to uh, to research for, for right. a clip show. Interns. <laughs> I had a music share that popped up on the, on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I, when I go out and feed the dogs uh, morning and eve, uh, put the radio on, and it is the, um, what is it called? Something, something, the, le- the legend they, they refer to themselves as, mm-hmm. and the rock of the bay. It's a, it's a Coos Bay radio <laughs> station that, that comes in. And... Uh, they play all, you know, legendary rock. Wow. I didn't know they had pieces. a radio station. They do, yeah. They have multiple. Uh, so this One Fine Morning by Lighthouse came on. And I, I know I've heard it before, mm-hmm. but I just barely recognized it. Um, but I thought, is this Chicago? You know, because they got the horn section going and they got mm-hmm. a fairly uh, Terry Kath-ish. Wait, what did we say David Niven was? Esque, yes. <laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs> um, uh, voice in their lead singer. I've forgotten who he is. I'm sorry. But then you know, as it goes on, I think no, it could it couldn't be that. But they were right in that same uh, same vein. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking man, blood, sweat, and tears. They're they're sort of a cross. Yeah, between the two. Right. Yeah, yeah. They got some screaming horns. They're they're yeah. a little more raw uh, than Chicago. Yeah. Those guys being um, you know university music department trained, hmm. uh, sort of classical musicians first. And then, uh, then branched out into Chicago Transit Authority and so forth. Uh, Blood, sweat, and tears is more of a um, maybe a little more bluesy. Yeah. So, so Lighthouse has that, you know, a little bit of a little bit of both, a little wilder feel to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a pretty cool song. You can hear it.
pretty good. I'm not as uh, enamored of it as you, but yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, it it's not, I don't know, it just popped up after probably, I don't know, decades of not hearing it. Hmm. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of, that sounds familiar, right. um, but not enough to, to know what it was. So I looked yeah. it up and, yeah, good classic rock tune. I think it was uh, 1971, I believe. <laughs> uh, the hit's coming at you. Right. <laughs> I, didn't, legend. I didn't know they had been going for so long. That's uh it was that surprised me. A Chicago slash Blood, Sweat, and Tears esque band, <laughs> you know, in that vein. Going well, on these long. guys were I, that was their um, their highest rated hit. I, I think mm-hmm. I wouldn't call eh, probably a one hit wonder, you know, for all intents and purposes. Right, uh, that's mine. Yeah, there's a sort of I don't want to call it a big band. There's it. It is a band though. Like it's a it's a it's a lot of horns. A lot they of instruments. Had, yeah, yeah. Called, Between, called, uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about uh, oh. something else. Oh, uh, sorry. Kamasi Washington, mm. who's a sax player, but he he's he's a band leader at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he's got a big group that he plays with, you know. And so he writes uh, he writes his tunes, and then um, oh my goodness. Okay, so sorry about that. There's a cat behind going crazy. Um. And and then you know the sound is felt out by this big huge thing, but it's mm. way more avant garde than this. Mm. Mm. Uh, I may do. I mean, we may do a little music share next time about that. That's not my. That's not my thing this week. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's um he's coming to the Crystal Ballroom, which is just down the street. Oh, uh, just maybe to, we'll get to hear some like today or tomorrow. I don't know if I'll. I don't know if I'll make it in, but I'll just stand out in the alley. I mean, you can <laughs> when uh, coming home from work. That place is booming, mm-hmm. just thumpa thumpa, right, <laughs> right out into the street. <laughs> it's quite something. Yeah, yeah. It is, is not, it like uh, not well insulated? Is, is, is it a smaller uh, venue? Their their claim to fame is a floating dance floor, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe it's the the second floor, second and no. third maybe. It probably spans multiples. Yeah, and uh, they just I they just have a. You know, a music hall there, and uh, fairly pretty famous people come and play. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. not know. I've, I've definitely heard of it. Yeah, so um, it's a big room, but not you know, it's it's sort of a few hundred people. Yeah, so it, it, it's not a concert hall though. It is not a hall. No, like a, yeah, yeah. Y- you can't fit very many people into it overall. But yeah, probably maybe a few hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, c- kind of exciting for that when the big mm-hmm. names come. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not arena fillers who just sure. take take a cut in the audience. But um, Jessie J was just there. She's a you know worldwide multi platinum artist. Mm-hmm. Tons and tons of uh, like I want to say smaller um, mi- sort of mid list artists like say Rise Against mm-hmm. um, the the sort of uh, neo punk thing. I just I don't know. It's I guess it's a thing to do, right? It's a famous uh, venue. Yeah. So a lot of people want to play it. And uh, I don't know. Maybe they get a good cut there. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe that's why. But it could just be, you know, at one point, you know, it's the age of the uh, and fame of the Mm. location, no matter what what it's like, you know, to to perform in. It's just the the experience for the the group. Maybe they have a really good booker. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Because you've got the, the... the Coliseum, the Veterans uh, Memorial, I guess, right? Sure. Yeah. And, big, big and then 
not too far away, the Moda Center. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And the so, Rose Garden. Uh, is the Rose Garden a venue? So that's, yeah. The, so an arena. plenty of places. Yeah. To play. Huge acts come in, you know, that's generally where they play. Yeah. But um, I think it's mainly sports, you know, that I guess the. Sure. Uh, where, where do the Trailblazers trail play? Yeah, I think they is play veterans. But, they play, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I know the uh, the Winterhawks play hockey in both. They switch off, mm-hmm. which I have, I'm very disappointed in myself that I've yet to go to a game. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm trying to save. I'm trying to do the cultural thing, and it's uh, it's been difficult because uh, uh, money is a little tight. Well, yeah, and it's, uh, it's not. Yeah, there are two playhouses within easy reach: Artist Repertory, which is you know kind of a famous uh, venue here, um, mm-hmm. doing original work. Um, and they are, I think their seats are like $60, 40 or, 40 or $60. And uh, I just, uh, that's a <laughs> that's a lot for a play mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me. Um, oh, oh. They uh, do have cheap I, nights though. So you have to, if you hit them on preview week, on opening week, um, then you can get in for uh, Sunday, uh, pay what you want. Or, um, but you know, minimum ten dollars, and then I think Monday or Tuesday is a straight up ten dollars. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they, yeah, they they both play uh, Trailblazers and um, Winterhawks both play at the uh, the Moda Center, mm-hmm. um, but it was known as the Rose Garden uh, until they changed it to the yeah. to, to Moda. Okay, so owned by like Staples Car- Center. What, what Staples Center was something yeah. else before, right? Was that just the 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 L.A. Coliseum or the LA um, no Coliseum, um, the, the uh, convention center convention maybe. center. I don't think that. Yeah, they did. Wait a second. Yeah, they had the arena there because that's where the Clippers played. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. They played down at, at USC. You got me. Sports ball. Womp womp. Yeah, <laughs> get the thing in the thing. Opened in 98 as the home of the Lakers and the Clippers because the Forum uh, closed as a as a arena, mm-hmm. and then the. At least. Oh, the Los Angeles Sports Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sports uh, Arena. The Sports Arena, yeah. Was what it was. Okay. And then they, they built the Staples Center. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was your music share? Well, my music share is um, a track that just came out, I think, uh, Friday? I want to say Friday. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the new tune by Said the Whale, who are mm-hmm. one of my very favorite bands. And um, they're, they're also Canadian, so bonus. <laughs> um, they're a Vancouver band who uh, have written, as is the style of the time, apparently, uh, they've written lovingly about Vancouver. I think that's a requirement for Vancouver bands. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I really I really love them, and the song is a, another sort of fantastic, bouncy, uh, uh, up-tempo thing.
there. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's cool. Um, I like it. Un-American. So interestingly uh, appropriate title. Uh-huh. Well, I, I was <laughs> thinking um, if I heard it without seeing the title, I would think I want to be an American. <laughs> 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 but, but um, Tyler, who I'm assuming wrote the song because usually the one who sings it uh, wrote it. Uh huh. And there's two, you know, two two dudes, two main dude songwriters. Um, but he uh, he took pains to explain to um, people in in their newsletter that they weren't sort of trashing America. They 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 were wanted to make it clear that they like a lot of Americans. It was just there was a certain group and tenor of the times. <laughs> that mm-hmm. seemed to be emanating from, you know, down south, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't disagree with. So he's a, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a sensitive, you know, um, loving Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that song comes from. All right. All so right. I'm very, very excited about um, a new album in 2019. Oh, so, okay then. It's been a, it's been a couple of years, I think, since the last... Since twenty, well, maybe it's only been twenty seventeen that they released uh, the last one. Yeah, so yeah, moving right along. Actually, mm-hmm. just regard. <laughs> Let me do one more music share, just real quick, Man, because I never, I never say it on my whole. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, one more, one more quick one because I keep neglecting to say it. Um, I have a good friend named Tyler Rogers who I worked with uh, down in L.A. Uh, I know Tyler's a, name. He's a musician, and uh, he—I actually—he's um, got a band called Arms That Work. <laughs> and uh, here's a little here's a little clip from that. math rocky um intricate you know uh technical stuff um and he uh he, he's been doing more solo things lately um chiptune uh slash um i don't know what else uh, influenced um uh, you know just synth based things mm-hmm. uh, but he uh he had me illustrate one of his um release quote unquote covers uh, you know, a visual to go along with the sort of EP or whatever it was. Yeah. Cool. Shout out to, Ar- Shout out to what Tyler. Is it? Arms that work. Arms that work. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Shout Tyler, out to Arms that work. And Tyler Rogers. Um, nice. Yeah. He's uh, he's really great. I like a, a lot of his stuff. It's nice when you are friends with someone whose work you admire. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So I hope, yeah. hope he continues. Good for him. Maybe I can uh, 
get him some some attention some small attention from our couple of listeners who want to check it out i'll mm-hmm. link it good deal if you want to link anything else back to us you can send us an email at bros at it's just called two brothers yeah feel free uh, we can you can tweet at us at ijc2b and you blog every day at marcusharwell.com i still do mm-hmm. still do it right here still do it keep, <laughs> and that's what i read <laughs> continually writing I on that the, i was gonna do one of those uh you know, that's what you think. That's what I know. <laughs> Bits, yeah. but uh, yeah, I know. It didn't quite pop into my head in, in, in time. <laughs> Repeating ourselves from two shows ago is a little, <laughs> seems a little much. <laughs> I suppose. It's a little forced. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. So, okay, I don't know if this, <laughs> we should almost slice this into the show. We should do a, like a bonus <laughs> post-show thing because uh, I totally forgot. Um I was trying to remember. I was just thinking about Coneheads for some reason. Oh yeah. Now it got uh, really trashed by critics, and I don't. I don't think it's that bad. I I kind of mm-hmm. like that. Film. I like it. Yeah. I, I like the film. I didn't. Uh, I I felt similarly at the at the beginning. You know, like when it was coming mm-hmm. out, I was like, eh. Yeah. And, uh, I and like, then I, oh, this is going to be an exploitative, yeah. cash, cash grab. But Yet I think they really terrible. Did, I think SNL they took it seriously. Spin-off. They tried to make something, and I. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I like it. I do too. <laughs> um, there's the scene where he where um, Beldar? what's his name Beldar? Yes, Beldar goes to the dentist and uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I guess he's embarrassed about his. I, I can't remember the intro that the the lead into it. Why did he the, go to the dentist? Uh, somebody said you got to do something about your teeth. Uh, uh, the the points. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, because they're these these sort of. <laughs> jaggedy dinosaur like <laughs> uh, fangs you know throughout their mouth that are they're yeah. not quite shark teeth but yeah yeah just uh, ridiculous vicious teeth mm-hmm. and uh, John Lovitz the dentist yes and John Lovitz is brilliant as that dentist mm-hmm. that is the yeah. best performance in the movie <laughs> it's so good it's yeah. <laughs> and open please <laughs> sees you know huge yeah. amount of a, like a shark's mouth mm-hmm. and close please <laughs> and then, and then he, just, he sits there for a second and pauses and he goes hmm. <laughs> That's it. he's so good understanding and it just goes right so about good. his business yep yep, yep. <laughs> hey, excellent that was a terrific scene uh, all right so much.